you can now become an official drama school dropout. We're now on Patreon and you can help this podcast grow on so many levels. As an official drama school dropout, you'll have access to unique benefits, including exclusive early access to episodes before anyone else. To become an official drama school dropout, please go to www.patreon.com forward slash drama school dropout. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Drama School Dropout. This week it's episode 69 and as per usual my name is Ingram Noble and I am your resident Drama School Dropout and this week I am joined by the absolutely amazing Marnie Thompson. Drama School Dropout No graduation day for you Drama School Dropout your whole course, now try something new. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. That was lovely. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's every word was true. Oh, you're sweet. I'll pay you later. <laughs> How are you doing? Because I know um, we were, for everybody that's um, listening for context, me and Marnie are in the same class at uni. So I'm going from drama school dropout to drama school graduate. We love growth. And um, we were, we're currently, not we were, we are currently in the middle of our audition and rep module, which means we're basically going and auditioning and meeting tons of people. And it's been really cool. And last week we were with um, the Surge Theatre Company in Glasgow. But basically shit happened to both of us on the exact same day. Mm -hmm. Thursday morning, I I walked to the end of my street to go and grab the train and it's, it floods really easily at the bottom of my street. And I, I fell into a puddle. Do you want to tell everyone what happens to you? Uh, well, we had a little bit of snow that day where I lived. I don't know about you. So I ran outside just to check on my dog and I slipped on my deck, Fun. fell on my back. Mm. Yep. <laughs> and then while we were in the workshop, we were doing some improv stuff and I jumped up in the air. And when I came back down, um, I sprained my ankle, which was fun. How are you now? It's, it's sore. Full disclosure, I still went to the audition the next day. I um I still went to rehearsals yesterday um for the play that I'm producing because I, I just have to. Um so I haven't got the bed rest that I really needed to get, but it's feeling better. Hopefully we'll be okay for this week when we go into um production. Yeah. How are you feeling? Are you raring to go this week? Yeah, I don't know what to expect. What are we doing on Wednesday? I have no idea. Hopefully we get scripts. I think it's still just a class because we've still got a movement class on the afternoon. So I don't know. Well, I do love a better movement. I I, I do too. I I really do. (laughs) Um, But but talking about that, by the time this episode comes out, we will be in the midst of production and we will be getting all ready to go. And we're going to talk about that slightly later on. But what I ask everyone that comes on the podcast to begin with is how did you get into acting and what was your very first role? I got into acting through my mum, actually. I grew up, because uh, my mum was an actor, so I grew up surrounded by theatre and seeing her on stage and seeing her on TV. So it was always kind of like the norm for me, I yeah. guess. First role, again, was through my mum. <laughs> it was a Christmas show. It was in Motherwell called Mistletoe and the Divines, and I played a wee girl called Mary. And my mum played my gran. So that was my very first role. Skipping a generation. She's like, I'm not going to be your mum today. I'm going to be your gran. Um, of, I don't know how much you want to talk about it because I know your mum's no longer with us. Is she still sort of a major inspiration in 
why you're still doing acting because I know you do art and other stuff and you're very creative in that way but it seems like your main focus is acting is is your mum still a yeah very much so uh deep down I think I always wanted to do acting but I didn't really want to say it because I didn't want people to think oh you're just wanting to do it because your mum yeah mum did it so I was always kind of I was all right at art in school so I just thought it was like like the next step to go on and do art at college so I was kind of like like the closeted theatre kid like I never really wanted to like, come, out and come out and say that I want to do theatre and like acting and stuff uh, so I stuck with the art went to college absolutely hated it hated it at college um, but while I was doing that I was doing a an evening course at the conservatoire um, oh very fancy just loving it so much mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I highly enjoyed that much preferred doing that than um my art so I thought you know what I'm just going to go for it I'm going to apply yeah so I applied for drama school yep. and it, it's quite a good segue because we're, we're going to talk about that now um you went to um Glasgow Clyde College and I went to Glasgow Kelvin College so we both went to college in the same sort of area and we both mm-hmm. just slightly missed out on each other but then we got to meet at Englan, which we're going to talk about in a minute mm-hmm. do you have a standout moment from your time at Clyde I'm gonna keep going to call it city I'd say when we did Animal Farm and that was in my second year so that was my HNC show it was was so much fun it was a big huge ensemble cast and we were all on stage all at the same time all playing different animals (laughs) and um, we all got given crutches so we were on like four legs I was Benjamin the donkey so I was a donkey and I was also double cast as a cow so see the rumors are true you go to drama school and you play doorknobs trees and donkeys but I loved I absolutely loved my cow costume because it was like a wee white shirt with a, a black what's it called a waistcoat it was really <laughs> very very trendy but they covered the stage in like earth and muck and hay so it wasn't ideal if you had hay fever but it was it was fun to just roll about in the dark. <laughs> it was brilliant. You'd come home at night and you'd blow your nose and it'd just be all dark coming out your nose. Oh, that gives me um, flashbacks. Everybody knows Heather, the producer of this podcast. I was a stage manager for when, I don't know if you'll have heard of the play Muddy Cows by John Godber. Mm-mm. It's about a rugby team mm-hmm. and I, I was stage managing it. And because they're like playing on like fields and stuff, there's lots of mud involved, but we made this fake mud that was made out of like coffee, corn flour and water. Oh, and wow. it got everywhere. Yeah. It just got everywhere. And I remember I sat on something that had it on and it, it looked like I'd shit myself. <laughs> and then had to get the bus home. Oh, very classy. <laughs> um, as everybody that listens to this podcast knows, one of my favourite things in life are, and you'll know because you saw me do my whole performance based around them, um, my favourite things in the world are funny, crazy theatre anecdotes. Do you have a favourite funny or crazy story from your time at college? The only one that I can think of, we were actually quite a chill class. There was not a lot of drama. But um, the one that I can think of is, it was before a show we had like two hours to spare and we had just finished eating our dinner. It was about six o'clock at night and we were the only people in the college. So we were like, we need to get our energy up. We need to like do something to like fun before our show. So one of my friends uh, made up a game and we called it Zombie Tig. So one person was a zombie (laughs) 
and everyone else got given I don't know why but the college had a massive box of uh, like juggling balls Mm -hmm. so everyone else got given three juggling balls to throw at the zombie and if you hit the zombie the zombie was like paralyzed for 10 seconds so you got to go away like run away (laughs) (laughs) and if the zombie touched you you became a zombie it was quite it was really quite fun so we did that for like 45 minutes screaming laughing it was hysterical one person got so excited they threw up I, <laughs> I, uh, I've got a wee bit of a weak bladder. I'm not gonna lie. I was laughing so much. Oh, a little bit of peeking out. Um, <laughs> um, what else? Anyway, so we did that. Did the show, and then the next day, our lecturer called us in early to talk to us, and he was like, "What the hell was that? Your performance? Like your energy levels were non-existent. Like where was the energy?" And I'm like, oh. You tired yourself out. Yeah, I know why. <laughs> so ever, every, ever since then, I've been like, right, no, I need a good like half an hour before a show just to put the Headspace app on, chill out. Yeah. <laughs> just calm down. You are remarkably chilled, like, before we perform. That must be the anxiety meds working. <laughs> um, another question that I like to ask everybody that's been to drama school was, well, is what is the biggest lesson that you learned at drama school? I'd say I've read this in a book and I don't know, I can't remember who it was. So I'm quoting it and I kind of live by it and I've kind of learned from it in my time doing drama school is if you don't embarrass yourself at least once a day when you're in drama school, you're doing it wrong. You yeah. need to get up there and push yourself and feel like a bit of an arse, a bit of a, like <laughs> you're having like fun, just if it's stupid, it's stupid. Like, yeah. just push yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, totally agree. But it's still something that I need to learn to do. I know that that's what I need to do, but I'm scared of it. <laughs> me, me too. You know, right? <laughs> so talking about current uh, education and things, you came back to do your degree this year, same as me. <laughs> and it's safe to say that we are living in a fucking mad time and... We, even this year, didn't know what was happening with our showcase because of that Omicron variant. We had rehearsals cancelled. Literally yesterday, one of our classmates has tested positive for COVID. Um, I'm negative, by the way. Thank fucking God. So yeah, it's it's a mad time. So what made you choose to come back this year? Even though I'm really glad you did because we got to meet. I felt like the time was right. Back in 2020, I got is diagnosed the right word. I don't know with severe anxiety and panic disorder. I didn't know the. I didn't know about that. Um, I was having panic attacks two, three times a day for about I don't know eight months, nearly a year. Came as agoraphobic. Couldn't leave the house. Yeah. Didn't want to leave the house. Felt, felt so scared, couldn't do anything. So I braved it. Oh no, it was it was back in February in 2020. So before all this, I applied to do my higher English. And then August, when the course started, that was all on Zoom. And I felt quite comfortable. I was doing Zoom. I was meeting people like, like through online learning. And I was getting a bit more comfortable with that. And I thought, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to bite the bullet and apply for drama school. And I was wow. absolute shitting it because I was scared I was scared to get on a bus I was scared to get on a train like I didn't know how I was going to get to college never mind actually do it so I, th- I just thought like it's never never like nothing's going to change if I don't change you know wow if that I didn't makes know sense. that yeah no that makes complete <laughs> that makes complete sense and uh, that's so fucking brave and I don't know it that sort of just I don't know I'm struggling to find the words like like I admire that so much and that's really cool and I'm I'm so happy that you did that and 
everything because that, that's really admirable and yeah I, i'm like a bit lost for words at the moment which <laughs> doesn't normally happen everybody that knows me knows that I, I i could talk talk for england um but yeah so it was, yeah. It was more like i wanted to get back to the way i was like before the pandemic and all that i was going to like um I was getting like extra gigs, like supporting artists. Like I was going out, I was going on set, I was going for auditions. Um, and it was more like, I really want to get back to that place again. So I just thought, you know what, might as well yeah. just breathe it. But how, how have you found it coming back? Because obviously it's it's a mad time and things have yeah. been so hectic and that. How have you, like we're now what, August, September, October, November, December, January, we're seven months in. What, what the fuck? Mm. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. That's fast, isn't it? That has, and by the time this comes out, I think this episode's coming out in March, so we'll be like eight months in. What the fuck? <laughs> no. How have you found okay. it? That's gone fast. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, I've had a lot of fun just going back. I was I was hesitant about going back into education, but I think the course that we're on, the the lecturers, the class, like. I feel like, you know, like being accepted into a class that they've all known each other for a couple of years, just getting back in and like meeting new people as well. It's just been brilliant. It's been, it's been great fun. I really yeah. enjoyed it. <laughs> I've said a few times, it doesn't feel like we're doing a degree. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I get it that. feels like we're kind of just doing like an acting class because we've only had to write what one essay and do like a couple of presentations and the rest has been like practical. So it's been absolutely yeah. marvellous because I hate writing essays. See, I don't mind it. I quite enjoy just sitting down and writing nonsense. I can do it. I just hate it. Yeah. It just gets to the point where I'm like, okay, I've spoke about Uta Hagen for 900 words. I'm kind of done. I know, I was the same. <laughs> Stella Adler. This episode of Drama School Dropout is brought to you by High Productions' newest stage play, This Is Where We Get Off. This Is Where We Get Off follows the Moffat family through some of the most difficult days of their lives. Yvonne is seven months pregnant, her husband Philip is constantly disappearing and leaving dodgy phone bills behind, their 18-year-old son Lip is debating joining the army and trying to navigate his love life, and their dog-breeding, sex-toy-selling neighbour Rhonda is still doing her weekly shop in their kitchen. How will they cope with the unexpected arrival of an estranged family member? You can catch This Is Where We Get Off in Glasgow at the Webster's Theatre on the 21st of April with more dates to be announced. Get your tickets now at www.highproductions.co.uk A fun question that I like to ask everyone and it always makes me like giggle when people say what they say If you were booked in the West End to do a one month run in a two person show And the casting director came up to you and said Right Marnie we've got all of the money we could possibly ever need But we just don't have you a scene partner yet so who do you want to act with? And you can pick anyone in the world to be your like scene partner. Who would you pick? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a really tough one. I can't pick someone too famous or I'll be starstruck. Well, I, for all the listeners that are returning and all the new listeners, everyone knows that mine is Catherine Tate. Oh, that's a good one. She'd be brilliant. I would get no work done. I'd look like a piece of shit next to her because she's just so fucking talented. <laughs> the only person that I can think of is Johnny Depp. But why would he want to be in the West End? Who knows? Stranger things have happened. I could pick someone that's no longer living. I would be very, like, like Suki and say my mum. 
because my very first show was with my mum and it was a good laugh, but maybe not a lot. I mean, that can be your answer. I feel bad now saying that you can't pick somebody no. that's no longer with <laughs> us. Thanks, Marnie. No, no. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, I wish I could have prepared this question. Why I cannot think of a single actor. Uh, Maggie Smith. Well, that would be cool. She's got such a like loving, like calming presence, I feel. Like I'd be absolute shit myself on the night. But she would come into my dressing room and go, Hi Moni, how are you doing? <laughs> Great nice. impression. I don't know why I put an English accent. I don't know why I put an English accent. <laughs> I hope she's not listening to this because then it's never gonna happen. <laughs> um but I I I if you don't mind, I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about your mum because I I, th- I think I've we've all known what happened and things but it's it's a kind of a touchy subject to sort of brace especially in a drama school class where we're all just expected to lay out our traumas at nine on a Monday morning anyway um mm-hmm. but there's like certain things like um one of our classmates knew your mum one of our lecturers I think knew and then our movement lecturer she came in during showcase and she had found pictures of your mum in in hers and had gave them to you so I, I don't know I've always sort of wanted to ask but never found about the right moment because I do love finding out about people's life stories so could just for my indulgence could you just tell us a little bit about her yeah of course I can actually I could talk about my mum all day every day her name was Leslie Fitzsimons and she was in a, a Scottish soap opera called Take the High Road I think she was in it for like nearly 20, 20 odd years. And she did like panto pretty much every year. She did a lot of panto at the Pavilion Theatre, uh, Kilmarnock, um, places like that. A lot of things are starting to click into place right now for me. All right, okay. Because you work at the Pavilion. Yeah, it's like a second home. <laughs> yeah. Been there all day. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she always, she always played the villain, like the baddie in pantos. She only played a goodie once. Um, when I was around she was the fairy godmother in Cinderella and when she she died she left me a note and asked me to pick a song out for her funeral and the only song that I could think of was Bibbity Bobbity Boo so Bibbity Bobbity Boo was played at her funeral and everyone was laughing so I think that's what she would have wanted. (laughs) How old were you when she passed away? I was 17 so I was still at school I was in sixth year and it was during my prelims so in the January uh, yeah, oh, she passed away. So I was, I'd just turned 17, so I was still, still a baby. Yeah. Looking back, it's like I was a child, but at the time I felt so like grown up, like I felt like, an, like I could handle myself. I suppose you were sort of forced to grow up as well quite quickly. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. But looking at my cousin, like my cousin, she's 18, and I still look at her as like a wee girl. And she's like, She's like a full-grown adult now. I want to talk about Showcase now because it's very just happened and sort of, and I was literally, not that everybody can see this, but literally had the brochure in my hand about 10 minutes ago. Look at how pretty Mm -hmm. we look. I also love that both of my Showcase partners happen to be really close to each other. Yeah. Hmm. I picked well um so we were um for everybody that doesn't know or just listens to this for fun and has no interest in drama school um your industry showcase is something that normally happens on your third year of your degree and you will typically do two scenes 
um, two duologues or maybe you'll get a speech or something and lots of industry professionals come and watch you. And me and Marnie were, um, or Marnie and I, correct English, um, <laughs> we were in a scene together and we were doing um, a scene from The Pride by Alexi K. Campbell. And I, I wanted to ask, what was your highlight of Showcase? Mine was probably actually getting into the theatre and being in the theatre because it had been so long and been yeah. backstage and been in the dressing room and just that like atmosphere because mm-hmm. it had been so long. I hadn't performed since 2019 in mm-hmm. a theatre. And I remember now that you've sort of said that, I've kind of got two highlights, which I'm going to just say anyway. So the first mm-hmm. one was sort of being a, in air quotes, professional working actor and having to go through stage door signing at stage door and all that and doing proper full days in a theater I loved it and it sort of I say this after I do every show it has definitely like set in stone that this is what I want to do for the rest of my life the second highlight which was like my main highlight which I had thought about last night was we did three shows we did one for being recorded for our show uh show reels and the audience were really like sort of the, you could tell that they felt restricted because there were mics and there were cameras. So then the next day we did another show that was had industry professionals in, and that was made up mostly of industry professionals who aren't as responsive to the scenes that you're doing because they're sort of writing notes and things. And literally the last show that we done that Friday night audience, half of them were steaming. Half of them didn't really give a fuck. And it was the best audience of the entire run. And that was my highlight, getting those. Because our scene was funny, but it's also kind of awkward. And um, if for everybody that wants to see it, my showreels will be available soon. Um, (laughs) And people didn't know whether to laugh in those first two runs. But because everyone had been laughing in our rehearsals, we sort of were like, oh, what's happening here? Mm -hmm. And then that Friday night, like they were just going mental and I loved it I remember coming off and I was like that was so perfect yeah that was brilliant that was good fun yeah it really was so what are your final thoughts on our BA acting showcase um it was so long ago and I did my very first one I was gonna say it was two weeks ago (laughs) calm down (laughs) no I was back in 2018 no yeah yeah, I realise you're talking about your first one now, not, <laughs> not the one we've done two weeks ago. Oh, I can't even remember what I had from my lunch, never mind, 2018. It was very, very similar, I'd say, in the rehearse, rehearsal space. No, actually, no, straight that, no, I'm talking straight. Very <laughs> different. <laughs> it was very different because with, with the one that we had just done, we got directors uh, for each scene. Yeah. Whereas... In my last college for my last show, we just had the one director for everyone's scenes. Oh, God. So it was kind of like fighting over times when we can get with the director. It was a lot of us doing our own work and our own research and just playing about. Whereas this time, it felt more like, I don't know what the word is, like we had more, I don't want to sound like spoiled, but we had more attention. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. And that made it was more like- industry standard. Yeah, it was a lot more comfortable.
so we're coming to the end of the podcast now and we're going to play a little game and it's called stage right or stage shite and basically what it is is stories sent in by our listeners there are three stories two of them are the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth that have been sent in by our listeners and one of them is a big fat lie that has been made up by our producer hev big shout out to heather i've got the answer in a sealed envelope that has has your name on it so um, I can play along together with you. Number one, I once got told by my lecturer that my lazy eye wasn't real and she was convinced I had created it to distract people from my bad acting. Number two, I once got a grade of 3% on one of my Shakespearean performance assessments because I swapped the order of two sentences. I guess my lecturer really didn't like me. Number three, right after I left drama school, me and my classmate booked roles on a touring production of a play. My friend, however, got sacked for constantly disappearing to go for a sneaky fag. And he constantly moaned about not having enough fag breaks to go to smoke. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I hope the lazy eye one is not true. Yeah, that just seems very harsh. <laughs> yeah, I was feeling the Shakespeare one was maybe true. Yeah. I have known people that. <laughs> feel like Um, that's true from personal experience i'm gonna say that number one is the lie but you don't have to follow me you can make your own decision no i'd say number one as well okay right let's it seems so harsh yeah i hope not but then i've been told stuff like that before really not my lazy eye i don't have a lazy eye (laughs) um i I got told once uh, (laughs) trauma i got told once that i wasn't funny enough to be a, a working actor who was fat (laughs) <laughs> yeah but we were right it was number one okay. so we're coming to the end of the podcast now but where can everybody that's listening find you on social media where can everybody keep up to date with what you are doing yeah so twitter and instagram is both at marnie sue make sure to follow us all and um out with i normally ask and i don't know why i was, wasn't going to out with uni and everything have you got any exciting plans coming up or anywhere that people can come and see you no really any auditions for le fringe no nothing nothing exciting very boring yeah isn't it i'm just a boring person you know (laughs) no you're not (laughs) um but thank you so much for coming on i've genuinely had so much fun chatting with you and uh, i i will see you in a, a couple of days yes see you at uni thank you for having me i've actually really enjoyed it i was very nervous Oh, I told you, don't worry about it. It's a conver. I was about to say it's a conver fucking station. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you so much. And I will let you get back to normal life. Thanking you and enjoy the rest of your weekend. I shall. Bye. And there we have it, another episode of Drama School Dropout completed, episode 69. Thank you so much to Marnie for coming on the podcast, and make sure to follow us both on social media, which you'll find down in the show notes below. And speaking of social media, Marnie does a lot of custom art, and that's all in her social media bios too, so please make sure to go and check that out. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave us a rating and a review on the podcast. It helps us out so much, you don't even know, and it's free. Remember, you can get tickets for This Is Where We Get Off by clicking the link in the show notes below. And if you have a story for Stage Right or Stage Shite, please email us at dramaschooldropoutpod at gmail.com. 
And remember, you can become an official drama school dropout by signing up to our Patreon, which, again, you will find down in the show notes below. I'll be back again next week with a brand spanking new episode, so make sure to be back here same time next Tuesday. Have a great week. Stay safe. I love you. Bye. Drama school dropout No graduation day for you Drama school dropout Fucked your whole course Now try something new Drama school dropout